coming up on this edition of Locked on Wizards. With a quick turnaround, we discuss the Wizards Pacers Monday and recap what happened this past weekend in the 0-2 weekend versus Suns and Nets. Then Josh Neighbors, host of Locked on Nationals, joins Locked on Wizards here. All those details and more right here on Locked on Wizards. Hi, Renee Washington here, host of Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, an amazing selection with reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. I hope you all had a great weekend. Unfortunately for the Wizards, an 0-2 weekend. The Wizards dropped Friday night's game to the Suns and then turned around and lost to the Nets by 8 on Sunday. Now, it is the first and only doubleheader for the Wizards in the NBA restart. Every team has one back-to-back, and for the Wizards, they're second of the back-to-back today versus the Pacers in just a few hours. So we're going to preview that game and discuss what we should expect as the Pacers are coming off an electric weekend, knocking off the Sixers on Saturday. So for the Wizards specifically, Rui Hachimura spoke after the game saying how badly they wanted that game and how frustrating it is that they did drop a a must-win game against the Nets, a team that they're competing for for a playoff spot in the East, and they had a chance to steal one from them and dropped it. And for the Wizards, the biggest thing is that they have a game Monday versus the Pacers, so there's no time to to sulk and, and focus on what happened and what went wrong Sunday. It's time to get back to work on Monday versus the Pacers. Now, Rui Hachimura was double teamed, triple teamed, the Nets did everything they could just to slow him down, and he struggled offensively as he finished the game with just a, an astonishing nine points, but he also had four assists and four rebounds in the game. He mentioned after the game he was just trying to find the open player, looking to move the ball, knowing that he was being double and triple teamed, and trying to find his teammates when he could. For Thomas Bryant, an incredible game versus the Nets, 30 points, 13 rebounds, finishing with a double-double off of just a 10-point effort Friday versus the Suns. So he came back and responded very well for the Wizards. We saw him have a a strong end to the weekend. Troy Brown Jr., a player that did significantly well in both games, 15 points against the Suns on Friday. But we saw him doing a great job of getting to the basket and finding his players in open positions to easily be able to, to catch and shoot. 22 points. 10 rebounds, 8 assists, almost had his first career triple-double, and also someone that we saw doing very well with his ability to to get rebounds. He brings that to the team, but also be a playmaker with his assists and a career-high 8 assists in the game. He now has 20 games this season where he notched 7 or more rebounds. So that's something that he definitely is bringing to the floor each and every day. And then on the offensive end, shooting just under 50% from the field, So an overall well-balanced game for Troy Brown Jr. Those three being the three big players right now on both ends of the floor for the Wizards. We saw them finish with 38 minutes for Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant with 36-plus, and Rui Hachimura also had over 30 minutes in the game versus the Nets. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they quickly turn around and taking on the Pacers after having logged so many minutes Sunday versus the Nets. And it's a shame that the Wizards were unable to close that game a tough offensive game down the stretch and also had some defensive lags so although they were up heading into the fourth quarter by just two points were unable to close out the game and and again a a game that would have went such a long way for their playoff chances 
But Monday, as they face the Pacers, who are coming off of beating the Sixers, T.J. Warren, definitely the player to watch. 53 points and an electric career-high 53 points in that. And he was all unstoppable versus the Sixers. He is definitely the player to watch right now. We saw him have a career-high versus the Wizards back in 2017 with 40 points and then beat that career-high on Saturday versus the Sixers. He shot 20 for 29 from the field and 9 from 12 from three-point range. Without Malcolm Brogdon, who's questionable for for the game, two-time All-Star Victor Oladipo, who's listed as doubtful, and then DeMontis Sabonis is out for the game. TJ Warren is definitely the plan to watch for the Pacers. Rui Hachimura and Isak Bongo probably be the two that match up with him. So we'll see how they do with defending him because if I'm, if I'm the Wizards right now, he's the one that we're locking in on for the Pacers to make sure that we can keep him off the, score, off the scoreboard and make someone else have to beat you. So Rui Hachimura did mention that for the Wizards, they're trying to rest up, switch gears, and get ready for the Indiana Pacers. And tip-off is at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see how they respond. 0-2 for the weekend in their start to the NBA restart, dropping Friday's game to the Suns, 125 to 112. We talked about Devin Booker as a player to watch. Well, we watched him, all right. We watched him score 27 points versus the Wizards. But also, for the Suns, they had six players finish in double digits. Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, and Dario Saric all finished in double figures for the Suns as they knocked off the Wizards. And the Wizards, one bright part of all that we've seen for their first two games, and even their first three scrimmages, is that they have competed in each and every game. That's something that, for Wizards fans, has to be a positive that you take away from this. They're competing. Yes, they're losing. They're, they lost all three scrimmages. They're 0-2 heading into the Pacers game. But they are competing in each of these games so far, not getting blown out. We're seeing players that are honestly doing better than many have, may have expected. Rui Hachimura, of course, a player that has been consistent offensively having to work on his defensive side having to work on his three-point game but at least has been offensively consistent Thomas Bryant Troy Brown Jr. Shabazz Napier who's who's consistently been one of the starting players for the Wizards in that starting lineup Jerome Robinson and Ishmith coming off the bench doing a tremendous job as sixth man and seventh man on the floor to really impact the game and be an offensive threat for the Wizards it's definitely a team that right now you see those moments where they have great glimpses of greatness and then glimpses where they just are caught flat. And we'll talk about that more with Josh neighbors in our next segment, but for wizards fans, again, as we've always talked about with this opportunity, it's bigger than just to fight for the playoffs. It's bigger than just fighting for an in a chance to, to get into the playoffs and forcing a, a, a series against either the nets or the magic for a play in game. This is a team that is building towards the future. When you hopefully bring back a healthy Bradley Beal, bringing back Davis Bertans, bringing back a healthy John Wall, this is a whole different team. And looking across the last two games that they've had versus the Nets and the Suns, although you would have liked to have come into Monday's game at least one and one from the weekend, hopefully they're continuing to learn and to grow, to, to build that confidence, to know that they can be a team that moving forward is competing for not only an Eastern Conference playoff spot, but for an Eastern Conference championship. And maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but if they continue trending with this young group of players that you can add now your all-stars to, that's a positive moving forward that'll help them build and be prepared to be a top team in the conference. Monday, 
The Wizards do take on the Pacers, again, at 4 p.m. Eastern time tip-off. As of now, all Wizards players are healthy for the restart roster and going to be playing in the game. As mentioned, the Pacers are without a few players. So we'll see what happens as the Wizards are looking to get over that hump. 0-2 going into the third seeding game versus the Pacers. And we'll see just how they respond to hopefully get their first win of the bubble. So coming up in our next segment, we've got Josh Neighbors joining the show, host of Locked On Nationals. He joins me to discuss the Wizards, the NBA, and to get into a little more of what we've seen so far in the NBA restart. Regardless if you're a professional athlete, stay-at-home parent, or even if you spend eight hours a day sitting in that uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through their day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge for those moments when life gets a little bit too chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. So to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25%, yes, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of the superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Welcome in Josh Neighbors, host of Locked On Nationals, as we have a DC collaboration for the Wizards National Show. And Josh Neighbors, welcome. Glad to have you here to talk about all things that are going on around the Wizards and the NBA, as well as Major League Baseball and the Nationals. So up first, we've got to get into what you've seen from the Wizards so far, Deans. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm I've everybody in this podcast who listens knows I'm, I'm a huge basketball fan. Um, and the Wizards restart, you know, it was kind of an odd one, obviously, with, you know, Berton saying first he wasn't going to play, and then Beal, and quickly it became, can the Wizards, you know, make the playoffs, and I think it became much more of uh, kind of what, you know, eight games is not a lot of time, but also, you know, enough to kind of see what this team is going to be working with and kind of get a feel for which parts of the team are going to be with them. Uh, not maybe long, long term, but mm-hmm. in the immediate future, as they kind of navigate. And I mean, it's a weird thing, right? Because Brad- the Bradley Beal trade rumors will never go away. Uh, it feels like it feels like somebody's always, you know, floating that out there because of uh, how you know where the Wizards have been. Obviously, John Wall with there too. So, I mean, the Wizards for the spot where you're coming into covering them, there's so many storylines, you know, with with kind of how things are going. And that's one of the things I really actually enjoy about this group, you know, and something that I've talked a lot on Locked on Wizards about is just this underdog young group that's been written off time and time again, especially as you mentioned, once DB and Beal opted out of the restart. It has been a team that's been um, under the radar and overlooked in every aspect. So to see these young players that are really just trying to make a name for themselves in the league, and right now we're seeing players like Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr. that are stepping up to show that they're a player that can be a part of the growth of this franchise moving forward 
Isak Bonga, the, the list goes on. Right now, I think that's one of the most encouraging, exciting parts. Yes, we can look at the eight games and say, oh, they're, they're 0-2 coming into the game versus the Pacers for the restart, and you know, all, all hope is lost. They're not going to make the playoffs. But the biggest thing about this Wizards team is it's so much bigger than just these eight games and so much bigger than the playoffs that they're working towards. So that's what makes all of this kind of fun to watch because who knows, a year from now, the league itself is going to look completely different as players that are injured like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, the first two that come to mind from that Nets team we saw Sunday versus the Wizards. So many players are going to be, are going to be different. You know, you're going to have a hopefully a healthy Beal and a healthy John Wall for the Wizards specifically. The league itself is going to change. So I think right now the biggest thing is seeing this Wizards team and, and for anyone that is so small-minded to be focused on the eight games, you're missing the picture. This is if you're looking at this team and now you add in Bradley Beal and John Wall and Davis right. Burton, I mean that that in, in itself makes this group so exciting to watch. So that's something that for me is making this, you know, fun to be a part of because we're kind of in the, the grassroots level here. Now Davis Burton, John Wall, DB comes back. This is a team that is competing for a top spot in the East, hands down. And I think that's the biggest thing you have to take away from these eight games. It's like their tryout period that we're watching happen live. So I'm curious to know, Josh, your thoughts as we've seen the Wizards right now between their three scrimmages and their two first games at the restart, official games against the Nets and the Suns, you know, your takeaway from what you've been seeing on the floor for them. So I, I love Rui. I, I love him at Gonzaga. Um, I think a lot of people said Brandon Clark was the better of the two players. I, I mean, I think either of those guys was an excellent option, kind of fit matters a lot. But um, this has been a really awesome opportunity kind of to see – what Rui has been doing and see how his passing is developing and, you know, see kind of that stuff. Um, Thomas Bryant, another person that obviously is shining through last game with a, I mean, 30 point performance, I think 13 boards too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an excellent performance for him. And, you know, is, is there going to be a spot for him long-term? My large question, number one is it's gotta be, how does John Wall look just because that contract is so big and it looks really bad right now. And, that's not a knock on John Wall. It's just a knock on the fact that those injuries for somebody, you know, at the age of 31, I mean, kind of the, what he's coming back from, there's really not a great track record of play, people recovering from that. Right. So I think as much as I like to get optimistic about something, and I, I'm a huge Bradley Beal fan. I, I think it was um, a great travesty that Bradley Beal did not make the all-star team this year. I, I think that is kind of where your focus has to be. It's, it's kind of this weird cloud hanging over. The number one question is how good does John Wall look? Because I think that determines whether Bradley Beal wants to stay in DC. Like if, if John Wall is a shell of himself, then I think you're going to see somebody like Brad say, I kind of want out. And I, if he looks good though, I think Bradley Beal and who's done a great job of buying in so far, don't make any mistake about it. I think Bradley mm-hmm. Beal says, yeah, uh, you know, heck yeah, I'm back. I'm all in. I'm ready to go. That's but, a great point. Yeah. I, I think from what we've seen so far, Rui, and Thomas Bryant are the two guys I'm looking at because they seem like the most um, likely guys who could contribute to, like you say, a team that could be a top seed in the East. Yeah. And that's something that when you look at, I know John Wall just a video just released of him working out and watching him back in the gym, you know, and he's saying he's ready. It is definitely going to be a lot on as they claim, you know, as we talk about the best, one of the best backcourts in the league with Beal and John Wall, how will John Wall come back? As you mentioned, we've seen a number of players. Kevin Durant's still recovering from an Achilles injury. DeMarcus Cousins, we've had a number of players across the league over the years that have had these injuries, and it's not – there are certain injuries that are just 
hard to recover from ACLs and knee injuries, ruptured Achilles, the, you know, you know, there's some ligament injuries that are lingering that take some time to recover from that you don't, you may not fully recover from. And especially at his age and especially given his injury history, that has to be a concern there long-term. But as you mentioned, when you look across the board and you see players like Hachimura and Bryant that are really consistently stepping up right now, that is an absolute bright point for this team moving forward that you have to kind of build off of. And also another question has been around the future of head coach Scott Brooks. That's something that as a whole for the Wizards, we just don't really know. Beal, as you mentioned, has been saying he's, he's all in, but it's a business also, you know, and if, if Wall's unable to come back healthy or if things are going on behind the scenes, we don't know about that might change his, his future and, and wanting to be a part of this team. Maybe Beal does take up one of these trade offers that, that we've been seeing floated around as rumors. Maybe it becomes something that becomes true and is, is actually happening for John Wall, his, his age, his injury, um, track record that he's had for head coach Scott Brooks the fact that this team has been struggling in the east and not even you know this year they're in playoff contention competing for a spot but they've been underperforming and there's a lot of question marks around the future of this team but as they get into their game versus the the Pacers on Monday you know with playing every other day this is their back-to-back of the NBA restart you know what do you think this team has to do to really be more not only just they're competitive right now, but to turn that corner and be able to close out games. What have you been seeing? They got to play some defense, end? Renee. They got to yeah. play some defense. I knew you were going to say it because that's and what I was – that's it. They can't stop anybody. And, and this kind of goes to what you're saying with Scott Brooks. It's like, look – and I like Scott Brooks. I, I Like, as a person, as, as just kind yes. of a guy, like he – you know, say what you – I mean, Russell Westbrook and Durant were hard to manage. Billy Donovan didn't even do it correctly. We saw – I mean, for a time he did, but, but wasn't able to. And so, mm-hmm. you know – he took him to a fight, took that team to a finals. They came, they came somewhat close. And now, now he's here and it's tough to manage guys. And the, the problem that he's had is that the way his team is constructed is that they're just not going to be a good defensive team with the way that they rely on their players. So, I mean, you know, and, and that's one question when you bring John back and you bring Beal back and then you have Rui there. I mean, those three guys, none of them are defensive stoppers. No. Somewhere, so somewhere you're going to have to find some collective defense and, you know, maybe Beal gets better at defense because, you know, essentially right now he's, he's the James Harden situation. He's a DH. He is a one-way mm-hmm. player because he's got to carry the offensive load. How can you spend mm-hmm. time playing defense when you're, you know, you are the offense? So they have to figure out, these guys right now need to figure out how to play defense together in some way, shape, or form. You know, I was watching a game earlier this season. They played the Knicks, I believe, and um, it was funny because I think it was Admiral Schofield. Um, I believe Justin Robinson was in the game. Um, I'm forgetting uh, another big guy, one of the bigs they had in the middle of the season they brought in. But there, these, you know, this weird collection of guys was playing much better defense than the guys who had been around for a long time. And I thought that spoke volumes about this kind of the complacency on defense. Like, yeah, you guys score a lot, but you give up more than you score. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what, you know, against the team of the Pacers that Nate McMillan has them running like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they just had TJ Warren go for 53 points and he's not one of their two best players. Um, that's, that's the struggle, right? That's what I'm looking to see. I don't care if they score 81 points tonight. Just hold, just, you know, I want to see, um, I think Wizards fans look for that progress. Yes. Start yes. playing some defense. I want to see him start playing some defense. 
You know, that's the biggest thing that, that stands out to me is, and I've said this before on the show, it can't become a shootout, especially without Bradley Beal and Davis Bertans. You cannot make this a shootout. And without John Wall, of course. You right. can't make this a shootout. You don't have the offensive consistency and players that can just find ways to score with those three not being there. And when you look across the board, that's exactly why the Sixers lost. TJ Warren was just unstoppable in his 53-point game for the Pacers. You know, you look at what the Wizards did against the Brooklyn Nets, Joe Harris, looking at Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. They had, like, these historic milestone games of, of franchise bests uh, against the Suns. You know, a player that was an obvious player to watch, Devin Booker, still was, they were unable to slow him down as he finished with 27. But it's just the moments that you see, it's, it's not even just the numbers to me because good players are going to find ways to score. It's about the fact that you're not forcing teams to beat you with their, their weaker players. You're letting their best player come in and lead the team. There are moments they are just caught so flat, a player cutting back door, a pick and roll where they don't talk and, the, and, the player, and they don't switch or, or properly rotate through that. It's, it's moments that they're just caught flat standing and like, what just happened? Moments, you know? And I, I'm all for there's going to be times where you defend a player very well, you get the, a hand in their face, you close out perfectly, you do everything you're supposed to do, and they just score. That happens. But what cannot happen are those moments that we're talking about where they're just caught completely sleep and, and, and flat and a t- offense is able to just walk it in. No pressure getting to the rim, no pressure on their shots. That, that's the areas that have got to be better. So coming up, Josh and I will talk more around the Wizards matchup against the Pacers on Monday. Who says car repairs have to be expensive for quality? Well, for over 20 years, rockauto.com has been the place to get everything done from brake parts to tail lamps to even new carpets. And regardless if you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer, it's easy, convenient, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's a family business that puts your family first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic dealing with COVID-19, everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can save money for you and your family? Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for countless makes and models. And one of the best parts about it, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you have quick service right at your fingertips. So go head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On Wizards sent you. Josh Neighbors here, host of Locked On Nationals, joining me on Locked On Wizards as we're previewing the Wizards-Pacers game and getting into more around the NBA. So Josh, let's get right back into it. Taking a look at the Pacers, specifically T.J. Warren. We know that T.J. Warren not only had a career-high game versus the Sixers on Saturday, but he beat his career-high of 40 points that he set against the Wizards in 2017. So he's someone that... We've seen in the past against the Wizards have a career high game and is going to be a player to watch, especially with them having Victor Aladipo out and Sabonis is out. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. So it's going to be a matter of TJ Warren shutting him down. And with Rui Hachimura and Bonga, the two players that would probably match up against him, that's, that's something that's a concern. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, like I'm just thinking about how different this roster, I mean, I have I have to think you're going to believe this roster looks a lot different next year. Yes. Uh, yeah, just with kind of the pieces that they have and the guys who are floating around. And look, like if you know, 
if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna be out here, you might as well like, you know, might as well just kind of see if you can defend anybody. You know, that's I think anybody right now, if they can prove to be, um, you know, if you give us a small window in some defense, maybe you get a flyer next season on this stuff. Um, you know, I I think it was funny because I, you know, I wa- you watched those Lakers the Lakers game the other night and like Lakers Clippers, um, and you know, kind of it felt like offense was a bit at a, at a premium in those games and it felt pretty intense. And then you know you watch the Wizards game, and I'm like, ah, same old Wizards. So you know, there's there's not you know the, the off they they make sure the offensive rust does not look like it's there for other teams. Um, so that's that's something that's been compelling. Josh, thank you for joining us here on Locked On Wizards. We will have you back on tomorrow to get into more around Major League Baseball and specifically discussing the Washington Nationals as they prepare for their game versus the Mets Tuesday and Wednesday. And so for all of you that are listening. As always, be sure to hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star rating, and be ready to tune in for the Wizards Pacers starting at 4 p.m. Eastern time tip-off as we watch the Wizards fight for their first win of the NBA restart. I hope you guys have a good one coming up for the rest of this week. We'll continue to get into more around the Wizards games and also the Washington Nationals, Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Have a good one. Let's go, Wizards! And I'll see you next time. Washington, out.